0: Hey everyone, welcome to This Week in Marketing Show, also known as The Trim Show. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of August 17, 2020. We're going to first start with Facebook. So for Facebook, you know, to support marketers in bridging the uncertainties of today with the possibilities of tomorrow, Facebook went ahead and analyzed the data, commission, surveys and third-party research and they looked at Acceleration of existing trends alongside with the emergence of new ones. And what they found was five global macro shifts happening uh, now that are shaping the future. So let's find out what they mean for your marketing. Number one is safer shopping. Uh, Again, uh, this should not come to any one of us as surprise because, you know, obviously with the COVID-19 and the pandemic and everything else that's happening around us, you know, uh, people have opted for safer shopping. And, you know, it's just like it's no longer price and convenience uh, are a factor as anymore. It's price, convenience, as well as, you know, how can people buy safely. right. The next thing uh, that Facebook shared with us was mindful wellness. So, you know, they looked at some of the data around this and what they found out was people when they were at home, uh, they were looking for ways to uh, engage and participate in activities. So they saw, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of searches, a lot of data points around, you know, such as, you know, making sourdough breads at home. Now, you would be wondering why sourdough, right? Apparently, you know, again, I'm not a baker that much, I don't make breads, but apparently, from what I've read, is like you know, that there was a lot of interest because sourdoughs take a lot of time to uh, make, right? So, that's where they saw you know, a lot of uh, interesting. In fact, you know, they saw about almost 12% growth year over year uh, on conversations around sourdough. Right. Um, the next thing that they touched on was a uh, global community, which is a basically a global and local community in terms of how um, people, uh, as they were under lockdown and local spots co- closed, you know, they basically people uh, saw search, uh, they saw Facebook saw searches on local businesses increased by 23%. And this is our data from between February and May 2020. Right. And Local groups on Facebook grew their membership three three point three times. So these are again data points where you know you could actually use to um, think about your business, how you position your business. Like if you're a local business uh, listening to our show or watching our show, you'd probably say, okay, fine, maybe it's time for us to create communities around our business. Whether you whether you are, or whether you are just an information product business or you know someone who serve like community. If you don't have a community, you should create a community, right? Like for our business, uh, the Market and Grow, we have started creating our community. Uh, It's our Facebook community. And we're trying to bring people around who, who... Around this topic of market and grow uh, around the Twim show and discuss about it and like you know it's still in, it is infancy but it's growing it's getting there. Uh, the last thing you know uh, Facebook talked about actually the last two things Facebook talked about was the Gen Gen, Gen Z's regeneration, which kind of you know sound like a, a was came to me as a surprise because uh, I wasn't aware of this which was in 2020 which is this year. 40, 41% of the world's population is under 25, which is basically uh, Zen Z. And they are too big not to ignore. 41%. I did not know this. This was mind boggling just because of uh, the number of people who are under 25. And this will definitely change the way we in our business target. Uh, our own, you know, subscribers, followers, things like that, as well as we run marketing campaigns for other businesses, right? So, this is going to totally change the way, uh, uh, you know, does things. But, you know, the other data point was, you know, uh, it seems like the you know, it has emerged as a generation most transformed by the pandemic in many ways. And, you know, they are, you know, more active in, uh, they're more interested in activism and social causes because of this pandemic. So again what does this mean for our business or for our marketing is that you know if we are trying to target gen z and we want to uh you know appeal to their you know to their minds we probably have to use something that uh that aligns with their viewpoints right activism social causes things like that we cannot just like you know be uh pitching things that they are not interested in as a result they're just going to glaze over our ads and not really participate so that's a great data point and lastly is that you know people are they facebook talks about connected co- convenience and what they by what they mean by that is feeling together when even when we're physically apart uh, and it has never been so important and you know what facebook is talking about that you know even though we were under lock lockdown and you know uh, you know people wanted to kind of interact right uh, interact and along the lines what people say uh, what Facebook is saying is that the ability to message a business um, on Facebook made uh, the transaction people feel better and the transaction actually took place like um, whatever the conversion or transaction you're talking about um, so where this is all going is we are moving quickly into Q4, which is the holiday season here in the US. And if you are a marketer or if you're a business person uh, watching this show or listening to this show, what you need to do, uh, one main takeaway for this from this is like you know you need to basically figure out how can you connect, um, how can you can connect to your future customers or existing customers through Facebook or through any other means. So basically. Um, and the data point that Facebook says that 40% of holiday shoppers globally say they're more likely to consider purchasing from a business that they can message, right? 40%, that's a big number not to ignore. I know um, we would be probably, you know, making it more easy for businesses to or future customers to message us. Now, this is something we covered in our last show, which was, you know, now Facebook has this chat plugin, messenger plugin that you can drop into your website. And now people can who are visiting your website or your funnel or landing page can actually message you. I tested this in our other business page and and business website, and this was actually working very well. We got a couple of messages, things like that. So where I'm going with this, folks, is that if you're listening to this show or watching this show, please make make an effort to uh, connect with your future customers, existing customers, because this will definitely pay dividends in the long run. With that, let's move in to the next update from Facebook is that Facebook is updating ad preferences hub to make it easier for you to control your personal data settings. Now, why am I covering this in this show is because, well, as a marketer, I know when I see an ad, every time I see an ad, whether I'm on mobile or desktop, I always am checking why did I see this ad. Right and Facebook is making it easier to you know break uh in terms of seeing uh what I am seeing and also seeing what ads have have I clicked on and my own ad preferences right so the interesting thing is you know it's gonna show how Facebook gathers data about uh me for ad targeting, and I can choose uh, to remove from this from that ad category that I'm seeing. Well, I'm not trying to move myself out. I am just curious by nature. And because if I'm going to be running ads, I might as well um, know the ins and outs of how I f- I'm seeing certain ads. Like It's like if I'm a race car driver, I better know how my car performs and how the whole mechanism is working. Because if something were to break down or if it's not performing, I would know what to do. So that's why I'm covering this in this show. is It's something worth looking at if you're not looking at and you're in the marketing, digital marketing business. With that, let's move on to the next one. Is Facebook provides new tips on to help improve stories and video ads. This was absolutely a goldmine uh, in just uh, in terms of you know how can I, how can we uh, you know improve our st- uh, f- stories and video ads and. You know, this is something we always wondered, like we never had any data point and it was always like in a hearsay or it was all like, you know, hey, so and so said, we should do this. This works better. That works whatever. Facebook is saying, you know, what Facebook is coming out and sharing with us is like, you know, stories, uh, ads in stories with sound drives better results. So that's number one. So if you are putting ads in stories, uh, Facebook stories, then make sure you have sound because that drives better results. Adding stickers to static stories is not effective. So if you're putting... And I've seen uh, Facebook stories with a lot of stat, uh, static Facebook stories where you know uh, people have put sp- uh, stickers and everything. So now you know it's not as effective. You don't have to kill yourself or overkill yourself or overdo things just to put stories. And the third thing, which is very interesting, and this is something that I've always heard, but I never really had something uh, as a trusted source to kind of validate, and now Facebook has made it very clear, is that... Stories shot on mobile outperform studio shot ads. Again, let me repeat that again. Stories on mobile, stories shot on mobile devices outperform story uh, story ads or ads that were uh, done in studio. What that basically means, we don't have to break a bank, we are, yeah, break the bank and we don't have to like really go above and beyond uh, just to create a high performing, just create something on mobile. And this is something, you know, uh, what's this called? Dean Graziosi. I believe he covered in about, I heard that from Dean Graziosi about a few months or a year back where he says, you know, he had this uh, video that he did on a mobile camera and that outperformed for him. Than any other ads that she has done in store, studio, but at that point it was from Dean Graziosi, which was one data point. Now Facebook is coming back, uh, Facebook's creative team is coming back and sharing this with us. This definitely uh, solidifies and uh, basically cements that thing, which is like some people tend to relate. People relate more to this, you know, scrappy video. I'm not scrappy in a bad way, but you know, basically mobile phone video versus you know high performing or you know studio. Uh, videos with that let's move on to the next one so next what we have is again you know Facebook uh, you know provides tips on how to optimize our Facebook live broadcast this was again uh, something I really liked uh, reading about it and going through it and one of the things that I learned from here and I want to share on this show is that you know before we go on Facebook live you know they said you know. First, think of the message and the goal. Why? What message we're going to send and the goals uh, we want around this uh, live. Who who are the potential guests? Uh, Pay more attention to your background. Who would have thought, right? Um, Sound quality. Obviously, we all know that. Sound quality matters. And internet connections, right? And then came some tips on how to maximize engagement for the live stream was, number one is try creating... Preview posts because preview posts uh, is a good way to raise awareness for your upcoming uh, Facebook Live. So, use basically what they're saying is schedule, uh, you know, announcement post in Facebook Live Producer, and then, you know, Facebook will create a preview post, and that way, users, interested viewers, can choose to get a reminder from it. Facebook is also suggesting, you know, cross posting. Uh, user should you should all always cross posting to a cross post to another Facebook page where they can be. so it's like if you are if you have a guest try to figure out a way to cross post to you know and get more people interested in it and reach. And the third thing we all know uh, and we probably also overlook is like you know Facebook prioritizes content that's driving conversations and meaningful interactions between people right? so and that's quote-unquote from them so what this basically is saying is encouraging engagement will lead to more shares from viewers as well as send positive signals to the algorithm right hey we have all heard it right and you will see if you're doing a facebook live you can always say hey give me a thumbs up give me five hertz and give me you know wave at me tell me where you're coming from ask questions don't just like you know do things uh, I wish I was doing this show live on a Facebook maybe I will do this in some point in the future where I will actually have interact with guests say are you enjoying this content are you picking up what I'm dropping um, are you you know do you find this helpful give me some love give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down things like that so that way you know Facebook algorithm is basically getting positive signals that people are engaging with this content that means it's a good content and things like that I do not know about thumbs down but I think you all get the point Okay, and the last bit of this whole uh, update was that you know uh, basically they're saying be very careful when you choose to uh, play music. Uh, always play uh, co- copy, don't pay, play any copyrighted music because, and I've seen this very recently, even if it's in a group, if you p- play any copyrighted music, even if it's for 30 seconds, or if you play a video clip that has copyrights uh, like you know from Hollywood, Facebook's thing is gonna just pull down the whole video and you're gonna lose it so make sure uh, you know you're not using anything copyrighted uh, even if it's for 30 seconds this whole uh, notion of there is this notion about you know uh, you know if you could get away with like using like certain clips 15 20 seconds of clips uh, if I don't want to take chances if you can uh, it's just like you know you I don't want to see you know I don't want to see uh, my heart work I worked hard for something and then I lost that whole thing because uh, I wasn't covered under the fair usage policy that's the right term even if I think you know it falls under fair usage policy I mean Facebook takes it down who are you going to talk to right so there you go folks Uh, you have everything you need to know about these things uh, tips from Facebook let's move on to the next one and you know Instagram has officially added a listing of suggested posts at the end of your main feed. So if you do not know this, Instagram to, uh, you know, to basically stop people from scrolling unnecessarily and be addictive to the platform, they basically created this thing, and I've seen this in the new Facebook, the Facebook UI, which is the better UI, is that, you know, it will, you can scroll, 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 and then at the end of it, it's gonna say, okay, you are all caught up, there's nothing more to see for you, right? And that used to be a blank space. Now Facebook is saying, well, we are going to show you other organic suggested posts as well as ads. Why am I covering this show? Is like now probably a new ad inventory has opened up. If you haven't thought about it now, if you're in the Instagram space doing running ads for yourself or for a client, now you have new ad, ad inventory. Again, these platforms are always looking for ways to add inventory to their, you know, offering, like to their platform, uh, whether it's the right side desktop or news feed, stories, and now, you know, at the end of the suggested post or at the end of the Instagram feed, you know, let's see which one works better. Maybe people are bored, they, they don't have anything else to do. now they're going to like your ads more and they're going to click on it more. We'll see how that all works out. Moving on. Now, moving on, we are moving on to TikTok land right tiktok has uh, announced a deal with united masters if you're not familiar with what united masters is you know uh, they are basically uh, you know basically known f- to propelling unknown artists to success right or should i say tiktok is known for propelling unknown artists to success and you know united masters uh, provides a turnkey platform for aspiring stars to fast track their careers with this pla- with this deal right what's the basically happening is now if you're an aspiring musician who is with united masters and now your music could be used for tiktok videos and you could go viral right so this is a great news for both tiktok and united masters but why are we covering it on this show we are covering it on this show because you know this shows TikTok is just focused on growth, right? Where, you know, and they're doing something different than everyone else is doing, right? They're going out and they realized the strong point of their platform is music and video or music that goes with the video and they're enabling users to find, you know, new music and stay relevant, this is a class, this is an amazing growth hacking, uh, growth marketing strategy, which I think TikTok is doing really, really well. They are not following the, uh, into the footstep of Facebook or Instagram or anything else. They're just doing something new and creative. So this is why it's worth mentioning it here, not the deal that they've signed, and now you could do that. If you're watching and you're doing TikTok, this is obviously a good avenue for it, but it's just that music discovery. I mean, TikTok is positioning itself as a music discovery platform, engaging more users, finding new music, as well as doing something different. Now, along the same time, you know, while we are on the topic of TikTok, I want to mention that Oracle has, interest, uh, has expressed interest in TikTok, and TikTok has announced they're going to file a lawsuit against the ban um, that band that might be happening to TikTok so again TikTok is basically you know playing not only just the innovation front but also playing the whole in the acquisition front let's see if we could sell it to someone as well as let's file a lawsuit so they're going everywhere directions and again they're like being a duck uh like water off a duck's back kind of thing where they're also going and they've announced uh, the analytics tools and they're showing, you know, how you could create your pro account and get access analytics and what kind of analytics uh, you would probably be able to uh, access if you have a pro or a business account, because this gives you again data point. And we all know, you know, without analytics, uh, we wouldn't know how well our show or our channel is doing. So TikTok without paying much attention, they just focused on innovation. They focused on delivering things. So now we could um, look at this analytics and then we could decide on, okay, our so-and-so video did well, so-and-so video didn't do well, and we can do lots of stuff. Again, TikTok looks like, you know, is not gonna give up, it's gonna be around. um, And TikTok is actually positioning itself as uh, the next platform, the next Facebook. We'll see whether they can make it or not. That's a different thing. Let's move on to the next update, which is uh, Alexa can now control TikTok via Alexa voice activation. I saw that video from, you know, what TikTok has put out on YouTube on, you know, how Alexa can turn on TikTok. It's amazing. Even though it's limited to Alexa-enabled phones or Android, it's not still available on Siri. But just the fact that, again, you know, it just shows... TikTok is doing things very differently, folks. TikTok is doing things very differently Uh, and if you are in the space of innovation, marketing, watching this show, listening to this show, always think, what can we do differently? One of the things that really caught me is like, you know, you could have a, and this is something I feel I have, I've experienced it often, where I'm away from the camera, on my mobile camera, I'm in frame, but now I have to walk over and Press, uh, press the play button and run back uh, in my spot, right? With this voice activation, I could just say, uh, Alexa, turn on TikTok, right? Alexa, start open TikTok. Alexa, start recording with TikTok. So these are examples that I've seen. And what this basically means is that it makes easier recording easier and faster and scrolling and things like that. So, folks, here you go. Check it out if you're on Android or an Alexa-enabled device, and we'll see how that goes. Lastly, what we are going to cover is Snapchat is looking to expand off-platform sharing. And what this basically means is that, you know, uh, Snapchat is testing a feature that would allow users to share uh, Snapchat content uh, that is not on their own platform. And... If you look at how TikTok rose to such popularity, was you know TikTok makes it very easy to share TikTok videos uh, through its app, right? Even from the day on, uh, which was you could download, you could share with WhatsApp, you just Instagram, Facebook, they just like you know you here's your content and share it, and Snapchat basically uh, realize that, you know, maybe it's a way for us to get more people on our platform if people were to share stories outside of our app. This whole wall garden thing approach is probably not working well for them, uh, which should not actually. Facebook worked, and I think Facebook is becoming a victim of its own success where it worked to a certain point, and now users want to share, right? Uh, And they want to be able to, like, you know, get things out of, you know, I mean, I saw that. I enjoyed This is how I found TikTok. When I started seeing TikTok videos on Facebook, as well as when I was using TikTok, I would like to be able to share and WhatsApp it very easily. So there you go. Uh, let's see how far Snapchat, uh, how what kind of inroads Snapchat makes with this new option. But I hope they're not just test it; they bring it on because that way I would be able to see Snapchat uh, stories or stuff on my Facebook feed. And then maybe I will get interested and I will go back and start using it more. We'll see. Already, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. And now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles. And if you enjoyed this episode of This Week in Marketing, please make sure you give us a thumbs up. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.